welcome to the big picture i am tina jha 22nd of may is observed as the international day for biological diversity a day marked in the global calendar to raise and create awareness about biodiversity and its issues so what is biodiversity well it encompasses the variety of life on earth at all its levels from genes to ecosystems and evolutionary ecological and cultural processes that sustain life in short it is the foundation of ecosystem services of which us human beings are a small part along with a variety of animals plants and microorganisms for almost every aspect of our lives we depend on biodiversity however despite it being critical to our survival this ecosystem has come under severe stress over the last few decades largely due to human activity according to wwf's living planet report biodiversity is being lost at an alarming rate the report released last year states that the numbers of mammals birds fish plants and insects have declined by an average of 68% between 1970 and 2016 the state of the world's plants and fungi in 2020 assessment report says two fifths of the world's plants are currently at risk of extinction so to convey to people the urgent need to protect nature restore ecosystems and establish a balance in our relationship with the planet the theme of biodiversity day this year is we are part of this solution so how can we be part of the solution what role can we play in the management and restoration of ecosystem services what are the challenges and what is the need of the art these are some of the aspects that we will be discussing on this edition of the big picture with two distinguished panelists so let me first introduce them to you i'm joined on this edition of the big picture by dr pradeep ghosh distinguished fellow terry and former secretary ministry of environment forest and climate change government of india and mr vivek saxena country representative international union for nature conservation thank you to both my guests for joining me on the program today uh, dr ghosh allow me to begin the program with you so the international biodiversity day this year comes at a time when we are reeling under the covid-19 pandemic for the second year in a row my first question to you is is there a link between the declining biodiversity we all know which has come under severe stress for the past several decades is there a link to this declining biodiversity to the emerging diseases worldwide such as the ongoing covid pandemic well let me put it this way you see traditional hunter gatherer communities they have been relying on bush meat and they harvested sustainably and over millennia they have learned to manage the risks of exposure to wildlife in their daily living but when you see wildlife comes into intimate contact with people who are not from traditional hunter gatherers these risks become manifest because the not because the non traditional communities actually do not have the necessary immune protection against any possible zoonotic uh, you know diseases which emanate from wildlife which is why i think that the assuming that the this present covid 19 virus came out of a wet wet market in wuhan and there is some speculation as to, as to whether this is in fact the case but assuming that this is true 
it is because of the exposure of non-traditional uh, you know communities uh, to this wildlife through the through the wet market so this is a practice which has to be which has to stop now you see it certainly that the situation of decline of biodiversity around the world is is uh, you know is a matter of great concern both at the ecosystems level as well as the species level and also at the genetic level and this goes to the question of you know adding to the to, to the possibility of catastrophic risk in with respect to the stability of ecosystems so the stability of ecosystems drives you know all our life support systems whether it is you know the agricultural system whether it is the carbon cycle whether it is the nitrogen cycle whether it is the whether it is the soil uh, cycle all of these in one way or the other depend on very complex interactions with the uh, with with biodiversity so it is incumbent upon upon us that while globally we try to raise our standards of living and in fact we try in particular to raise the standards of living of those communities who for their daily life daily consumption re rely on biodiversity resources to ensure that these biodiversity resources are properly harvested and sustainably harvested and that they are conserved so you know we cannot afford any more these extinctions of species uh, you know that have that have already uh, already vanished and we must restore the species which are on the brink of extinction or which are endangered absolutely so what are the challenges and what needs to change if in our approach is something that we'll discuss in the course of the program but uh, coming to you mr saxena to understand your perspective the current situation that we are in in fact the pandemic has been very devastating for humankind countries worldwide have been impacted by this uh, uh, deadly pandemic do you think this is a sort of a consequence of our dystopian relationship with nature that we've had because we've looked at data how it is just one species us humans that have put biodiversity at severe stress and which is impacting others as well on this planet yeah thank you tina ji as you rightly mentioned in the beginning that this year the theme is we are part of the solution so recognizing that we have been the part of the problem because of this planet earth the, all the species have a particular important role in the ecosystem and which provide various type of linkages for survival of everyone but as human being somehow we thinking our uh, that we are the superior so that's why we did not care much about the nature and in the process we have been responsible for the degradation of the ecosystem we have been responsible for the extinction of the species doubt caring that if any species is on the verge of the extinction or if their habitat is getting degraded what type of damage or consequences it can play at the same time if you think that the biodiversity plays a very very important role not only this present pandemic otherwise also most of the businesses they are also related to the sustainability of the biodiversity because most of our food system the agro biodiversity that is all dependent on the uh, this linkages between the biodiversity and each and every species on the planet earth have been provided a specific role and when we disturb all this uh, linkages then such type of pandemic or zoonotic threats are always there and iucn international union for conservation of nature let me give a little brief background 
one of the oldest organization which was set up in 1948 has played a very pivotal role in sensitizing the global community about the threat for the species extinction just one of the key knowledge product of the iucn that is the red listing of the species in which based on the very robust scientific assessment of various species in terms of their population trend in terms of their habitat degradation the species are categorized into various categories vulnerable endangered and like this about eight and nine categories that itself triggers various type of conservation actions so now when we on this biodiversity day we are talking that we are to be part of the solution so in real sense we need to be part of the solution and we need to be caring for the nature connect with the nature and that should be the our future road map for conservation of biodiversity absolutely dr ghosh so towards rebuilding our relationship with nature since rio 1992 to now what has changed in terms of our efforts uh, globally and have we actually been able to uh, meet any of the agenda any of the objectives that we have set for ourselves you see you know i am a firm believer that you know that you know people who depend on biodiversity for their livelihoods and who are in the most intimate contact with biodiversity they must have incentives to by which they gain better livelihoods from the fact of conservation of the biodiversity than from being complicit in its degradation now you see a big step was taken a number of years ago uh, under the biodiversity convention uh, when a protocol was adopted by which which enabled countries to adopt intellectual property rights over genetic resources and the associated traditional knowledge and the idea was that these rights would be given to the local communities and thereby they would gain uh, you know gain uh, you know in incentives uh, you know to actually conserve the biodiversity and not uh, and not you know uh, somehow you know do uh, engage in activities which degrade it now this convention has been adopted but the necessary concomitant follow up in our laws has not yet happened and this has to has to happen in our country it has happened in some other countries but it has yet to happen in our country for example we do not have any recognition of intellectual property rights for traditional knowledge with respect to genetic resources this is a big lacuna which currently exists in our statutory and uh, legal framework okay okay uh, mr saxena so when we talk about uh, solutions and people uh, being part of this solution because uh, uh, what the united nations has said for this year is that we need to be part of the solution so towards this aspect what are the kind of solutions that need to be explored which number one should be affordable and also sustainable yeah as solutions have been uh, talked everywhere one of the key action with the global community has taken that after in 2010 we set up some of the target that are also known as the toward the biodiversity conservation that ig biodiversity targets and over the period of the 10 years whatever targets were set up we realized that none of these targets have been achieved fully so there have been lot of initiatives similarly iucn uh, in partnership with the uh, unep world conservation monitoring center recently also launched a report on the protected planet over this period as per the 2010 targets that to bring about 17% of the terrestrial land area 
under protected area network and around more, more 10% under the marine a significant progress has been done apart from this another category of the uh, conservation network that is OECM other effective area based conservation is that such areas are also being identified but at the same time the in, uh, important biodiversity areas which have been identified they have not been covered fully so far through the protected area network another important aspect is the connectivity between this protected area because the species have to be protected in their natural habitats and if there is a disconnect or you can say threat to the corridor connectivity there is a, always a threat for the species extinction so some progress has been made since 2010 lot of commitment is also being talked about and now again in the next conference of parties of the biodiversity convention which is scheduled in october this year in china uh, post 2020 biodiversity framework initiative they will be adopt, adopted and the real challenge lies is whatever targets we set in how to achieve that for that absolutely because for two decades uh, mr saxena we have been missing the targets on the 20 uh, goals related to biodiversity and now we have set uh, an agenda for a century agenda as well uh, mr ghosh approach uh, Solution-based approaches, obviously, is something that is being worked across uh, the world. But uh, when we talk about the results, they are not very good enough in terms of achieving these goals. Do we need to reinvent the approach, the agenda towards achieving these goals? So, you know, uh, we have to mainstream practices like environmental impact assessment in our development activities, not weaken the framework, but to strengthen them, to make sure that we do rigorous uh, EIA assessments, uh, you know, in our, uh, you know, when we, when we undertake not just projects, but when we undertake policies to look at the environmental impact and the biodiversity impact of different policies. And this has to be further mainstreamed. Of course, to some extent, it has been there at the project level, but it has not been there at the regional level or it has not been there at the policy level, and we need to go uh, go beyond that. And of course, you see, now India is a very densely populated country. And given that we still have 6% of our land area, which is a total area of the size of Tamil Nadu, which is under the protected area network. So you see, to, you know, we must be, must be clear that there are some targets which are attainable, some targets which are not. And I think that if we ensure better management of our protected areas, better management of our biodiversity hotspots, uh, have appropriate due diligence uh, and environmental management plans for biodiversity rich zones like, the, for example, the Sayadris and so on, then I think we would be doing a reasonably good job in conserving our biodiversity. Okay, Mr. Saxena, when we talk about India, it has been in our culture to live in harmony with nature. That is something that our forefathers used to do. Due to uh, several factors over the last few decades, there's been di that disconnect that we see between human beings and nature, something that uh, relates to India as well. Now, when we talk about building new strategies, because clearly coexistence is something which is the way ahead. So how do we go about making it a people's approach because people's participation is very very important without their participation the natural resources cannot be managed so how what are the kind of strategies that we need if we are to uh, talk about coexistence yeah when we talk about the strategy, strategies 
we also have to look into the reality to see the type of demographic pressure the population pressure which have increased in india in terms of the livestock as well as human population and have limited you can say natural resources in terms of the water resources and other natural resources certainly with the development process there is a lot of pressure on these natural resources and that is somehow the balance between how to ensure sustainable use of the resources and at the same time integrate the development pathways that need to be balanced that should be the strategy as mr ghosh has also pointed out that in our, all our policies and future pathways we have to take into uh, this consideration that how much it is going to impact the biodiversity conservation at the same time the rigorous process of the environment impact assessment of the projects that they, that is already there but at the same time the monitoring and the commitments towards the achieving when we implement those projects that whether how to what extent they are uh, degrading our resources degrading our species habitat and how much they are harming about biodiversity conservation that has to be the main thing how the businesses or the corporates they integrate biodiversity conservation concerns into their business practices so that is also because certainly because of the need of the population because of the development needs certainly more and more businesses will come and all these businesses they are dependent on the resources maybe the water resources the land resources various type of other type of resources we need to have a better quality of the air better quality of the water that we need to ensure that at the same time when we adopt the development pathway we have to ensure the air we breathe that has to be cleaner the water which is made available for drinking of the our water resources they need to be cleaner the rivers need to be cleaner that only we will ensure that the marine life or aquatic life is also sustainable and all these species linkages is very very crucial for the survival of human beings as well as all the species and then only we can ensure that our ecosystem services they are sustainable and if the ecosystem services are sustainable our survival will be better and we can have a better future because if we don't integrate these aspects into our lifestyles which we say the sustainable consumption or better or such type of lifestyle which also take into consideration of the care for the nature so these are the, should be the strategies we all talk but at the same time there is a need to integrate all this what we talk also into our day to day lifestyle practices also certainly so an integrated a concerted approach is required as far as uh, this issue is concerned uh, dr ghosh all this while uh, what we we seen uh, when it comes to biodiversity is that human beings have used it as a product while we should have been uh, looking at it as a community of which we are one small part of so the damage has been done we've seen how uh, stressing biodiversity can have drastic consequences we've been facing that now our next big move should be to achieve the target that we have set for ourselves for 2030 and what must be done on the ground by all stakeholders to ensure that we do not fail to meet this target once again well yeah you see you know we cannot and it is not desirable to stop the process of development but we have to be imaginative in how while we are pursuing development we are able to also conserve the conserve biodiversity now i let me give a concrete example a uh, number of years ago you know there's the 
olive ridley not at, uh, nesting turtle nesting sites in odisha along the coast and then in the coastal waters opposite the nesting site the ongc needed to grill for petroleum and to undertake surveys for petroleum and this would have caused you know unchecked it would have caused a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of disturbance to the to the nesting sites now it's a question of can the could these two activities coexist and then you see we consulted the scientists of the wildlife institute of india we consulted the ongc and about the kind of practices that it was feasible for them to adopt and a, and an action plan was developed and there was a monitoring system which was put in place by which the drilling activity you know which was necessary for our energy security uh, could carry on while at the same time the olibridley turtles would not disturb and of course you know we can see the results after a period of maybe maybe 50 years since that time that in fact we see that the olibridley turtles are still thriving and that the ongc has been able to complete its its you know its all exploration uh, and drilling efforts in the uh, in the coastal waters so but the point is that a certain amount of due diligence a certain amount of imaginative uh, you know uh, development of action plans and also necessary the, the resources you know have to be provided to enable these action plans to be carried out and they have to be properly monitored simply declaring large areas as out of bounds for economic activity or other human presence is not going to work that is not the way uh, that our that our societies the, what our societies will accept uh, the development process cannot be stopped but the development process can be more made more responsible and they have to be also done in a time bound manner because what the scientists suggest uh, mr saxena is that this is we are we are in fact losing the race against time the species species are disappearing very very fast we have already sort of entered this uh, uh, age of extinction and where we have to be we have to act very very fast so short term long term measures for india specifically and worldwide what is the need of the hour need of the hour is conservation of a species and iocn process of the red listing of the species that need to be expanded further for more and more species because even in india we need to have a uh, you can say national level assessment of the species also and accordingly wherever we identify that uh, these species are on the verge of extinction or there is a uh, threat to their further habitat degradation mm -hmm. actions need to be triggered at the national level also and also at the international level also and more and more concentrated effort towards the species conservation as we do that and if we are able to improve the habitat of the those particular species so certainly the linkages between the various species the ecosystem services which provide which are provided by the maybe the you can say animal and plant diversity both are very very important so integrated approach towards the species conservation uh, and towards the biodiversity conservation sensitizing all the stakeholders for integrating these concerns into their actions their practices the business practices by everyone that should be the strategy and future pathway if we really have to ensure that in future to avoid such type of zoonotic pandemic which have brought entire world at crossroads everything as a stand still but at the same time this also teaches us a lesson that what future we want 
accordingly that for brighter future for sustainable future of next generation we have to take appropriate action now so that species conservation biodiversity conservation especially when we are talking today on the occasion of the international day of biodiversity and the theme being that we need to be the part of the solution so we can be only part of the solution only if we inculcate or we pledge that we will uh, in, uh, integrate all such type of concerns and actions into our day to day lifestyles so that should be the basically key strategy for taking the motto of the biodiversity conservation okay dr ghosh one last comment from you because uh, uh, the base is uh, eroding very very fast uh, we all need to do our bit so we've spoken about what the countries uh, must do what globally uh, what kind of global action should be there but at, at individual levels where all of us are expected to be part of this uh, part of the solution to this whole, uh, huge problem that we are facing what should we we do at individual levels to build back that relationship with nature well for a start we should stop dump, dumping plastic into the environment because plastic finds its way from wherever we have dumped it into water bodies and from water bodies into the oceans from the water bodies it goes gets into the forest the wildlife consume it and it causes you know a huge amount of mortality in in wildlife so you know, these are small examples of things that we must do more thoughtfully you see i'm not saying that you know we have, we should stop using plastics but we should dispose dispose of the plastics properly and this is just one example there are there are many many ways in which we can uh, you know in in way which we can uh, you know ensure that we are not in fact unnecessarily or un unwittingly damaging nature and the environment certainly and also uh, we, we can all spread awareness among each other we can do our bit in addition to what mr ghosh has said we can be more friendly towards nature we can plant more trees consume also a variety of foods in our diets which promotes crop diversity and also very very significant to ensure that we do not waste food and water we generate less of waste and also promote reusing and recycling of products as much as possible so with that i'll have to call it a wrap on this edition of the big picture today thank you once again to both my guests for joining me on the program and sharing your thoughts with us and our viewers pleasure having you on the show take care of yourselves and your families we are still going through the second wave of the pandemic which has hit us very very hard so it is upon us to take basic precautions to ensure our safety as well as that of our families stay at home if you can if you have to go out make sure you are double masked up ensure physical distancing and also try to keep washing your hands at regular intervals these are basic precautions that we have to take to ensure our safety so stay safe and take care of your families i'll see you again same time on monday until then take care and thank you very much for your time